Hey everybody, welcome to episode 279 of the Bite Me Podcast. I am Cliff. I'm joined today by Just Dylan. Just Dylan. That's like a... Sounds like some, I don't know, simple ingredient food company. Yeah, yeah. Like you just like just peanuts. It's like five simple ingredients yeah, to like make what? up one Dylan. Like just peanut butter where it's literally the ingredients are peanuts. <laughs> squished peanuts. <laughs> right. Super squished peanuts. I'm kind of like, I always love the idea of making peanut butter just from squished peanuts. But then I see what it looks like and it looks just gross it's so good though yeah and that's what colby colby buys it that way colby's not here by the way he uh yeah. he injured himself so oh, no. he'll, he'll be back next week he'll be fine uh he he loves it and it, like i love the idea of it but every time i see it it just looks like an oily mess of it is gross a peanut it bits. is a pain because i get that what is it the adams brand where mm-hmm. the ingredients are just peanuts but it does it does separate yeah um, so you have to stir it pretty well but if you if you eat it frequently enough, it's not a big deal because you've stirred yeah. it once and it kind of stays stirred if you keep opening the jar every day. Oh, interesting. I but eat if a you lot of peanut if you butter. don't eat a peanut butter sandwich for two weeks or something, and you go back and then it's going to be like got to restart. Separated. It. Yeah, I I was always told that choosing moms choose Jeff. Um, yeah. So I just it is good, but it's it's amazing. Like when you you have the alternative where it's literally the ingredients are peanuts, and you're like. Well, they really needed to put all the. And it's like I get, I guess, to make it easy, like it <laughs> to make does, it shelf stable, <laughs> right? But man, it's pretty good though when you kind of get used to eating the just, I the just buy, peanuts. I already buy really expensive jam. I don't know if I need to get into the really expensive peanut butter. Yeah, you know, I like I like to eat a lot of peanut. Butter. I do too. Like we go through, like we buy peanut butter at Costco and buy it in like the ginormous containers and it comes with two of them and they still do not last very long so you You can put them in smoothies you can make a sandwich you can eat it by the spoonful right we just need a lot of pbj man a lot of pbj so nothing wrong with that anyway this is not a sandwich podcast. peanut butter and jelly podcast man i do you think a a sandwich podcast would be something you could do dylan like would you run the material pretty i feel like it could be a mini series podcast like you tackle different cultures takes on sandwiches hmm. keep that on the back burner yeah. think about that sandwich yeah. cast do we could still call Ooh, it bite, bite me. me right <laughs> it's amazing you should really branch out into food <laughs> we'll just spell it with a b-i-t-e yeah. me. it'll be great yeah. be, they'll be like sister podcasts all right anyway we're going to talk about some video games we've played we're going to talk about uh some news game pass is reportedly getting a family plan uh e3 has been canceled this year womp, womp. Uh, there's a new thing called Lutris Game Manager coming out for the Steam Deck, and it sounds very cool. Um, this is not, we're not actually going to really talk about what this article is about. Uh, Sony announced that, like, hey, we're not done buying studios yet, but I'm going to read you, like, three quotes from some dude at Sony. And I, I just want your reaction, Dylan, because I've read them, like, four times, and they still don't make any sense. Um, like, they, they're words in them, and those words form sentences, but I'm not sure, I'm not sure about anything past that. Uh, Fortnite raised a bunch of money for uh, Ukraine, which is awesome, and uh, Zero Build Mode is here to stay. And uh, like last, we're going to talk about, can video games just not like come out, and then you play them, and they go away any longer? Like, is that just, is that not a thing? Uh, we got questions from Prime Fan, R. Deacon, and uh, Mansox. We got some cheap free games, there's a bunch of bunch of things on uh, Game Pass. There's a couple things from Epic. There's there's some good free games. I'm happy with it. Uh, we'll talk about all of that and more. But first, we're gonna talk about what we've been playing. Dylan, did you play? Did you play anything? I've been slacking. It's all right. I it's, just haven't been it's home like, much. Well, it's like honest. pre-summer too. Like you yeah, know. I'm waiting. I'm honestly just waiting for the sun to come out long enough that I can go clean up the yard. But the weather here has been like pouring down rain then the sun comes out for a minute and then it pours down rain like multiple <laughs> times a day then the power went out yesterday oh jeez like, temporarily um, our internet was down last night it's been uh, a day for you Dylan yeah yeah we've it's been super rainy here too we got like overnight the other night got like 2 inches of rain um 
it was crazy. Like it's it's kind of interesting because we can kind of gauge how much rain we get by how much water's in our pool, mm-hmm. and our pool's been like full, like yeah, real full. to the brim <laughs> a number of times lately. Uh, I think uh, my wife was telling me that Rich, who handles our website, actually had to drain like water out of his pool the other day because right. it got so close to the the top. So yeah, just weird weather all over the place, man. We. I've woken up multiple times in the last month to tornado warnings, which is something that I've never had to (laughs) wake up to before. So eh, it's all part of, I don't know, living somewhere with crazy weather, I guess. So we had a tornado in Utah once. So we've had, you know, two in Washington in like the past 15 years. Jeez, that's too, too many. It's just, it's there just was too, too many. One very small one actually did some damage, I think. There could have been more, I guess. Those are the two I, I remember, no about. too, for sure. Yeah. There was a big one in Utah um, probably 20 years ago that actually ripped right through the middle of Salt Lake City. Um, oh. Did millions of dollars worth of damage, killed a guy. It was uh, very, like, just apparently freak weather. Like, we, we're not supposed to get yeah. tornadoes, but we had a right, bad one. I think that's completely unusual for here. Like, uh-huh. like yep. doesn't ever happened. Uh, the weather in, in Washington is so temperate most of the time. Right. I would guess you get weird, you know, like the yeah, right weird weather downpours, the but that's yeah. about it. And like you can get nasty windstorms, but Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I never I don't know if I ever lived anywhere that had like worse wind that then would just like knock out power for a week. Right. It's rough. Rough. You think they put those things underground, but whatever. All right, so that is what we're going to talk about instead of Dylan playing video games. That's fine. Uh, I played. I played two. So I'm still playing Guardians of the Galaxy, which I swear to God, that game does not want me to play it. Right. So, like I talked about last week on my PC, when I'm playing it, it cannot for anything decide which kind of controller I'm using it constantly will be like, "Hey, press square." I'm like, "On what? What exactly do you want me to press square on?" Because I'm using an Xbox controller, and there are That's no so squares. Weird. It's so weird. It's really obnoxious. And then half the time, it's like, press Y. I'm like, I press Y, it doesn't do anything. They're like, maybe we meant A. <laughs> well, okay, cool. Uh, it's fine, though. It's, it's you know, like I said, it's it's a big old AAA game from, you know, Square Enix. And with all the trappings that come with it. But I kind of, been, like, I enjoy the banter in the game. The game's got really good writing. Um, it feels very much like you're just, like, kind of hanging out with the Guardians of the Galaxy. Combat, I could give or take. Um, I don't know. Like, I think every once in a while there's a part of me that just wants all these games to be kind of like walking sims with incredibly light combat. Like, I just want to hang out with the Guardians of the Galaxies and do stuff. I don't really need... I don't need all this shooting. So, that's fine. Um, But then I tried to play it on my Xbox this week. And as soon as... So, I've I've got a TV with HDR... And as soon as HDR kicks in, like, all the saturation from the image just goes away. Like, it looks like you just took, like, the saturation slider and just slid it all the way down to zero. It's not, like, black and white, but it's, like, really, really, really close. Um, And I don't know what to do to fix that. Like, I guess I could turn off HDR on my TV, but then I'd have to turn it off and turn it on every time I wanted to, like, play that game or watch a movie or something. It just didn't seem worth it. It's so weird. it's super weird. So it just means that like I play that game like a half hour at a time. I've been playing like I've been waking up a little bit early and playing like games from like 745 to 815 while I drink my coffee. And so it just means that like that's a 20 hour game. And so it's going to take me like a month and a half to beat it. So I'm going to be playing it on and off, I guess, for the next while. But it's just just wacky. So but it's fine. Um, and I've been playing Weird West, too, which I I didn't really know what to expect from that game because I, I didn't. I just kind of read about what it was, and it's it's a game set in like an alternate old west where there's a lot of superstitious stuff going on and and demons and you know it's just like this dark weird old west. I'm like, oh, that sounds really fun. It's kind of a, a genre more than it is you know anything. So I didn't really know what to expect, and what that game ended up being is kind of like a cross between. It's actually really similar to. Um, Oh, shoot. I'm going to lose the name of that game. I own it. Des- Desperados 3, maybe? That, does that sound that's, like, a, does that a, sound like a video game? <laughs> that is a game. Um, it's kind of like that. Um, it It's not turn-based, but it like almost feels like it is. So it's a lot of you walking up to a situation and kind of seeing what's going on there and then planning out how that engagement's going to go. Um, 
and if it had gone into like a turn-based thing, you'd almost go like, oh, that makes sense. Um, but it never does. There's no, the only way to really like slow down time in it is if you jump, uh, time slows down in kind of a, like a, uh, like matrixy kind of like, and then you can shoot while you're, while you're jumping. But besides that, it's all real time and it's very interesting and frantic, but it is also kind of one of those games where before every encounter, you just make sure to save. And if it goes sideways, you just reload your save and try it again. Um, and, Apparently, you play as multiple people throughout the game. So far, I've only played as one. Um, I'm a, an ex-bounty hunter who, like, hung up her, you know, guns to start a family. And then these, like, evil cannibal guys that are being run by a group of, like, supernatural beings called sirens, um, like, break into my house, kill my kid, and kidnap my husband. And they're, like, taking him, like, on, a, like essentially like a cattle drive for people <laughs> where he's going to be eaten. Um, and I have to uh, help track the, you know, I'm, I'm tracking him down now to, to try and rescue him. And it's very, very interesting. A lot of, a lot of just like actual bounty hunting. Like you raise money in the game via, via, you know, collecting bounties. And oftentimes you're killing weird supernatural things. It's, it's very fun actually. I'm maybe, I don't know five hours into it and it's apparently like a 40 hour game so I've got I've got a lot left to do and it's it's enjoyable we'll we'll see how if it keeps being enjoyable but so far I'm, I'm really enjoying it it's very just kind of dark and frantic and, and interesting so check it out those are both on game pass weird west and guardians of the galaxy so you can get them uh at a very a very low cost if that is your your thing so uh, let's see, Dylan, let's talk about Patreon. So we have some wonderful people who support us every month, make it so like I can afford to, uh, use the software that we use to talk to each other and our website and some of that kind of stuff, which is great. Uh, they support us at a $10 level and we read their names. So we're going to talk to those people right now and thank John Tippins, Sean Palmer, Austin Palmer, Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. And uh, we'd just like to say a big thank you to all of them and all of our other patrons, of course. You guys make it so we can we can do this fun podcast every week. It's fantastic. If you would like to become a patron, you can go to patreon.com slash bite me podcast and join right up. Next, Woo. Dylan, help me. News. All the news that's fit to news. All right. Uh... Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, you and a family and like more than one Xbox. So I, I don't know. I don't know how many people that is, but I have to assume it's more than just me. I have a family and Game Pass and more than one Xbox. Um, managing Game Pass is a bit of a pain. Um, like I can. So first of all, I have to have my kid's Xbox be our primary Xbox. And I don't remember exactly why, but it has to be my primary one. And then he can log in as me on that Xbox, start a download, I think, but then he has to play as me on that game if he wants to play a Game Pass game, which is not super convenient if I also want to be playing on that game and it's like a game that only has one save slot. Um... So it's not optimal. Like, we make it work. Um, and for some reason, if... Like, we can play two-player games, though. So he, he has to log in as me, get the game installed, and then he can switch over to his character, and we can play with each other on Game Pass games. I, I don't exactly understand the limitations, but it's not great. Um, and people have always said, like, man, it would just be so nice if Game Pass had... Uh, a family plan, which apparently they are bringing out. Now, this is just kind of rumored at this point in time, but I've heard it from enough people and enough people that are kind of, uh, shall we say, Xbox insiders that I think it is probably uh, actually going to happen. It is supposed to launch later this year. There is no price yet, but I would assume that it would be reasonable. Um, apparently, it will allow up to five people uh, in the same quote-unquote household to uh, all subscribe to Game Pass. So I, I don't know exactly um, how that'll work. Apparently, they all have to live in the same region. So um, because a lot of these things are like, depending on, you get different games, I think, based sometimes based on where you live um, or the licensing is different depending on where you live. So everyone has to live in the same like country. But I'm not saying it's, you know, something you should do, but it would be something that, you know, like, 
you know, me and my kid and Colby could probably all share. Like, I wouldn't feel bad about that. Like, we're all family. It's a little extended, but even it like me. It's called a family plan. It's a family plan. Me, my dad, and Colby and my kid could all be on a, a family plan and uh, make that a little more reasonable, a little easier to, to handle. So I'm, I'm actually really excited about that because it's just, as it stands, it's it's it doesn't come up as being... Um, inconvenient all of the time but it comes up uh, as inconvenient enough of the time that it's kind of a bummer i hope they they include um i hope that there's like an ultimate on that too because like my kid actually has his own um game pass pc subscription uh so he can play games on his computer that are xbox it'd be great if it could just all be game pass ultimate you get everything we'd all be under one subscription and it would be way way easier so look for that um, or at least more information on that in the coming months. I think that'll be great. Uh, next up, E3 2022, um, as I like to call it, Gamer Christmas. Uh, has Not been this year. Not this year. Um, so they're, they, they'd already kind of said there was not going to be a physical event. Um, and then they canceled the, the virtual event as well. Um, what I don't know is whether this will mean that will still get, like, the Microsoft event. Um, like, Sony didn't right. do one last year, but will there still be a Microsoft event? Will there still be a Devolver Digital event? Will there still be those huge... Um, just They're huge presentations where they essentially announce everything they're going to put out for the next, I don't know, two years? So, I, I hope so, because I don't... I, I, I can't think of any other event that would really work the same. Can you think of... Uh, there's nothing else, really. Is there, Dylan? I mean, I guess mm. the Game Awards? Yeah. I mean, I would figure that... I would assume they are prepared for those sorts of things so far in advance that they will have some sort of announcement. Something. Yeah. Either way. Everyone Especially because about- it seems like that time... Like, everyone expects those kind of announcements at that time in the year or whatever, right? So... The- the funny thing is, is I can't remember if there was one last year or not. Like, the pandemic was so weird that... I can't remember the difference between last year and the year before. Right? It's they all, all kind of... one blob. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, I mean, I always really look forward to E3. I always think it's a fun, you know, big thing to watch with all the, the different game announcements. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, they always say that Gamescom, like, most games journalists actually prefer Gamescom. But Gamescom's really hard because it's in... Um, Cologne, Germany, I believe. Mm. And so the time zone is just wackadoo for anyone in the United States. So, I don't know. Well, I guess we will see. But uh, E3, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see what happens in 2023. Because E3 has been kind of on a, a losing streak lately. They had that hat, like, where they accidentally released all those journalists' information a couple years back. Mm. Um, you know, people have been dropping out of it a lot. And, you know, it's, I think the attendance has been down. Right. They tried to allow people to come in and it only kind of works. So, right. well, like, know. it's one of those things that's just going to kind of die off because yeah. things are, especially for a video game, if you're not, like, packs something where you go play yeah. games, right? Like, for normal people. Um, where that stuff can just be handled with a live stream, right? right? Like, so it, I don't know if it's something that's going to last the same way. I think, I don't know, like going to meet clients in person probably just isn't going to happen yeah. much anymore because it takes time out of everyone's day. Like, right. I think uh, I... once you've kind of seen, I mean, at the end of the day, it saves money, right? Like, right. it's yeah. expensive to be a part of those big yeah. um conventions and expos and whatever so yeah microsoft has to spend a lot of money to rent out the theater named after them right. um I, I absolutely agree with that um but i'm not a huge fan of the live streamed ones for the most part no like, i think having absolutely. an audience actually really helps i'm um, having live presenters actually really helps because i think when they yeah. don't do that they tend to like punt over either to like well, you tend to get a lot of just influencers um, running those. And I, I rarely think they're very good. Like, there's a big difference between being a Twitch streamer and being a presenter of things. Right. So, I don't know. I guess I guess yeah. we will see. Come uh, July? I guess we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, June, July? Yeah. They're still doing the Summer of Games thing. Jeff Keighley, the guy who does the... Um, 
uh, Game Awards in December, I think, is involved in that. IGN has a big summer of games thing, so maybe everyone can piggyback off that and we can we can still get some stuff announced. So we will see. Uh, let's see. Next up, uh, Steam Deck. So again, I'm supposed to have one of these in the next three months, and I just want to keep like putting that out into the universe so maybe it will actually ship. I'm hoping... Um, they've already announced people in my, like, group, so, you know, I looked the other day, and I'm supposed to have one sometime in April, May, or June. We'll see. Uh, there's an open source, uh, game launcher that is just coming out. It's called Lutris, and one of the cool things that it is going to allow you to do is really easily allow you to add all of those stupid launchers onto your game decks, or onto your Steam deck, so... Instead of just having access to Steam, you'll also be able to get access to Epic Games, the Humble Bundle Store, um, the Dolphin Emulator, which is what you can emulate. Um, I think it does Wii and Wii U games, but maybe also Switch games, um, like the the GOG launcher, and uh, um, uh, it'll actually do Steam as well. Um, so, like, that's just a really cool way to get access to those 1.2 bajillion games that I've been thinking like, man, it sure will be nice to be able to play those with the Steam Deck. So uh, I, I won't have any more time, which which doesn't help, but, uh, you know, at least I'll have access to those games. So uh, if you are a Steam Deck person uh, or if you're getting one soon, I think Vinny's getting one. Uh, watch out for the Lutris Game Manager. That looks pretty cool. All right, Dylan, I'm going to I'm going to read you some paragraphs. Um, and this this is this is. Uh, Sony President Jim Ryan, who I, I never think says anything that makes sense, but th these are particularly bad, okay? So, we're in a really good place with PlayStation Studios right now, and we have been for the last few years. The criti critical success and the commercial success of the games that they've been making, that has given us permission to invest heavily in content creation. That makes sense. We're growing our studios organically and we're growing through acquisition. We acquired five studios during the course of 2021. We're in a discussion we're in discussions with Bungie and we have more planned. But this is where it gets weird. This is getting us into getting us into a cycle, a virtuous cycle where success begets success. And then he goes on to say that the reason they can't put first-party games on uh, the PlayStation, that new PlayStation subscription service, you know, Game Pass for PlayStation, is if we were to do that, if we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, that virtuous cycle will be broken. The level of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible, and we think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we make would not be something that gamers want. So my first question, Dylan, have you ever heard the phrase knock-on effect? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Do you have any idea what he's talking about, about a virtuous cycle of anything? <laughs> uh, very convoluted. <laughs> I, I just I, read that. I'm like, what? <laughs> I don't know if he was trying to dance around to make it sound like something that, like, I think I get what he's saying ish <laughs> but like I would rather just come out to be like we think charging money for our games gives them value right <laughs> right like or which is games, fine I these don't games cost a lot of money we right. can't give them away for three for free and still make money right. like I get it's that. not part of our business model <laughs> Like, like it'd be fine to just say it. Um, Instead, he like he did some four paragraphs uh, of virtuous cycle and knock-ons. Um, guru type um, explaining there. Super um, weird. Because I really weird. did not follow. I was trying really hard to follow. Oh, I tell you, I like that is probably the sixth time I've read that. I just kept going back. I'm like, there's, there's got to be something here I'm missing. And then I'd read it again and go like. What's a knock-on effect? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Just. It's fine. It's fine. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, we're gonna talk about Fortnite again, which is weird because this is like the second time in two weeks that we've talked about Fortnite, and I don't think we've talked about Fortnite in the last year before that. Um. The first thing we're gonna say is so uh, we talked about this. 
Might, we might have been talking about Fortnite three weeks in a row. That's crazy. Uh, the folks at Epic have been donating all, uh, and actually Xbox too. So the they you know Xbox jumped into this uh, this fundraising effort, and uh, they donated every every amount every. If you bought a battle pass, if you bought I don't know Epic Bucks, I don't remember what they're called. V Bucks. V Bucks. Thank For you. Fortnite. Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're called V-Bucks. I don't know. All of that, Vir- though. Virtual. Oh, right. Well, that seems really weird. <laughs> I assume it's virtual bucks. Maybe F-Bucks was too close to uh, <laughs> something else. I think you actually cracked the code there, Dylan. It's not that so. V-Bucks makes sense. It's that right. F-Bucks, F-Bucks is wrong. Is, is not okay. <laughs> anyway, all of that stuff you've bought over the last couple of weeks... Um, has enabled Fortnite uh, and Epic to donate $144 million uh, to Ukraine, which is great. It's split between UNICEF, Direct Relief, World Food Program, World Central Kitchen, and the UN Relief Agency. Um, my understanding is, is that is actually the largest single corporate donation to um, the uh, to Ukraine overall. Um, like this... this the thing I'm reading here actually says the Czech Republic, the country, only de- was able to donate $66 million. Yeah. <laughs> $144 million is a lot. But what's crazy is is that that kind of gives you an idea of what Fortnite's making on this, too. So right. It was two weeks. So they're making $300 million a month just off of Fortnite V-Bucks. Virtual bucks. It's crazy. Crazy. Yeah. It's a lot of money. Times I guess it also kind of it puts into perspective uh, the power that like a uh, Microsoft has uh-huh. or Epic has versus a small country in Europe. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, talk about the world powers. Um, right? It's nuts. I think. Absolutely uh, nuts. Yeah. It's, anyway, yeah. I think it's a it's a it's a cool thing. Like, so often yeah, you hear cool. those those kind of things. They're like, "Hey, we're donating money to something." You're like. Well, yeah, but like you're a multi-billion dollar company who donated like four dollars and it had to be matching funds. Right. <laughs> like this is a real this is a real thing. So it's cool. Yeah. Uh, the other side of this is apparently zero build mo- mode, which is what they are calling it. The Fortnite where you don't build stuff is going to become permanent. So uh, but the interesting thing is, is they're also bringing back building mode. So when you start up a game, you'll actually just be able to choose which choose. one you want to do. Yeah. So I'm curious, like what the player base does right like do is it a niche audience of people who are were just terrible at fortnite and like oh i can play the game now yeah or is it i don't know do more players prefer that i would to to me i kind of i wonder like if the game feels kind of stale and empty without it I'm not sure. And apparently like the thing that they gave like the 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 thing you get to kind of make up for it is you get a, a like a regenerating shield, I believe. At the very least a shield. I, the regenerating part I might be talking oh, yeah. wrong. Yeah, there's a recharging shield. Okay. Um that gives you a little bit of so it's right. it's a little they were shield pots before, but you'd have to pick those up to get the shield. Yeah. Right. So it's it's a little less, you know, just shooting and dying right. than like a puppy. So you have a little more defense. Yeah. Because um, obviously you won't have to the ability to just build a wall in front of you yeah. at instant speed. My guess is that the the makeup of of which person plays what is depending on how good you are at Fortnite. Like I would guess that that really right. good Fortnite players will continue to play the building game because it's what they're good at, right. and casual players will not. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's you know, I guess we'll see. That that's actually a really good point though, Dylan. I'd love to see the stats on that and how long they keep both. So I guess we will see. Um, finally, this is something that I think about quite often, um, especially as like PlayStation has announced that they really want to get deeper into live service games that they think it's something that's really important. Um, so Halo Infinite came out and um, has had some kind of growing pains, but overall I think people really enjoy it. Um but like streamers apparently have been kind of dropping the game because there's just no new content. Um, you know, they, they didn't get their seasons out fast enough. Um, you know, it just didn't come as quickly as they wanted it to. And I just, I wonder if it's like healthy 
for the game industry to constantly require these companies to make more stuff. And I don't, I mean, when you think about like what made Halo 1 great or Halo 2 great, we released the game and it had some multiplayer maps and people played. Right. I mean, Halo 2 did have a map pack that you got a disc from GameStop and you added a couple maps to your game. That happened once. Right? Um, I don't... It just seems to me like when you look at games like, even like Counter-Strike um, right. or Team Fortress, like they've been playing the same, like same people game. have been playing Dust 2 forever. Um, and so I, I don't really quite get these live service games that need just constant new content or else, you know, streamers going to stop playing it. I'm like, I, right. I know that that's part of their marketing. I know it's part of their everything, but I just don't care. Mm. I don't. I don't I think, think it's, it's, great. it's one of those problems that was created because we did it. Um, right. It wouldn't be a problem. Because I would still make the argument that Halo 2 is probably the best of all the Halo games from a multiplayer perspective. Like, the fact that it it is, is it didn't have all the things tacked onto it yet. Because, I mean, every time you do that, I think you get farther away from what was ultimately enjoyable about about the game which is like it's a battle arena right like you're playing slayer first to 25 kills on this kind of small map it's fast-paced like there's not a lot of there's a lot of skill and strategy to that but there's not a lot of like um i don't know what the word is like it's not complicated. This is not a complicated game um, in itself. Um, and it just plays really well. Um, it's very smooth. And the feedback you get is top notch. Um, I don't know. Having not played like the newer one, I can't say like, I don't know how that feels, but I don't know. I watched it and I was just like, I'm not really into this um, just from, Actually, I guess I did. I did download it, and I did play a couple rounds, and it just didn't feel it. There's just too much. There's too much for me. Um, and I guess that kind of gets at the needing to keep adding stuff. It's like sometimes you don't need to keep adding things. Um, I think sometimes it is fun to get a new map, right? Like that. That can be an exciting thing, but when you expect that, like I don't know, weekly, like it's just not not realistic. Because honestly, think about. I don't know, you play competitive Halo, you're going to play on the same two maps anyway. Right. Because they're the best ones, right? It's like, think of every, like, you can name, like, Counter-Strike, you know the two the two maps. What is it? Dust and... <laughs> Dust um, like there's <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, well, there's, there's, yeah. there's 14 maps, and you can name two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, same with Call of Duty. Like, each of those games has really two maps that are played heavily um, because they're known to be the the best competitive ones or whatever it is um i mean compared to something like a league of legends where you play on the same map for literally the whole time this game's existed it's the same map of course they have champions added on like a monthly couple month basis whatever um that keeps people coming back but um i i guess we are in an era where like I don't know if a game is expected to be supported over time. You're probably needing to add content, but what that actually means, I don't know. Yeah, it just probably seems, really figures into what kind of game it is. I don't know. It just seems to me that I, as these games have gotten bigger and more complicated, like I just I want a couple of capture the flag maps and right. maybe a couple deathmatch maps and we'll call it good. Well, I can't remember like what game they added a mode and then no one was playing it. So they just took it out Yeah, um, because it, it, it does strip down the player base a little bit. If these people go to play this yeah. one mode over here, that means that you have less people playing this over here. Um, I don't know. I guess you could get kind of a little bit further in the weeds, but I think about like rainbow six siege, which has been pretty successful over time and has added a lot of content that I think keeps people coming back. But um, I, I, I can't think of exactly how they do it. Um, But sometimes they pull maps off Mm -hmm. for some amount of time and they'll rework the maps because 
they think there's some sort of issue with them. So they're like, and then they'll relaunch the map, right. visual update. Um, the layout's a little different. Obviously, they're adding new operators every season. Um, but it, I think it really was figured into what the game was supposed to be um, and what it what that game... There's a very extensive roadmap to yeah. what they want to accomplish. Um, and I don't know if... Not every game fits that because... I mean, I guess there are classes sort of in halo now at some point they kind of introduced that where you had guys with jetpacks again because i hate them (laughs) um but it's like at the end of the day like you're a spartan with a gun and you pick up guns on the map it's like we don't need different characters we don't need like what is this new content i don't really what does that even look like because i don't off the top of my head i couldn't tell you what new content i'd really want in that game right um i don't know i don't know i uh i I think the thing is is i just don't know how long they can expect you to keep buying like how long do you expect a company to keep making new content for free too like right you know like these i would guess the vast majority of people are playing this play it on game pass um Mm -hmm. So you're really not paying for it at all, really. I mean, you're paying a monthly fee, but only right. part of that, that goes, goes to into Halo. the pool, right? Yeah. Like, um, but on top of that, I just I don't know. I wonder if part of the problem too is that this is a role that used to be filled by modders. You know, like it used to be right. Everyone played on PC, so we'd all just go download some cool map packs that some dude had made and either they'd all be awesome or they'd all suck or one would right. be really good. And, you know, I mean, that was kind of the experience though. That was right? kind of the thing. And, and you don't have that with console games because there's just no, there's just no way to do it's it. It's not really there. Uh, no. I mean, and obviously that's not a hundred percent true. Like I think actually Halo does have, have a, a level builder. I want to say, or maybe it was. It uh, does. It, at some point, they had the forge where you can yeah. make your maps and stuff. That was introduced in Halo Three. Sure, um, um, but I just don't think they ever have quite. To me, they've never had quite the same community. Um, right. It's a different. Cause I don't think that's what that game was really about either, no, though. No. Like, um, maybe it, it had it been a PC game originally. Yeah. Like maybe it it would have had a different. Um, experience yeah. but i just i i just i i really miss when but games I, came out and we played them for a while and then we played something else but it, i guess also very weird to be thinking about developing a game with streamers in mind right yeah, yeah. like we need to make sure we have content so people stream our game rather than play it because that's those two different totally different things right um, I don't know. That's that's a whole different bucket of worms. Right. I don't know. Yeah. Because I don't know if you can. Obviously, anybody would want their game to be streamable, right? Like that. But I, that seems like it's such a that's like a viral video. You don't just make one. Right. It happens. Yeah. Right. Like like Fortnite or Among Us. These big kind of weird moments that kind of are anomalies um, compared to everything else. And obviously the people who made Among Us did not do that on purpose because it happened years later. Years later. Years later, right? And someone someone decided to stream the game and it was a big hit, right? And then, I mean, I I don't know who's playing it now. Um, Kind of, it was a moment, but... um, yeah, I think I think it's a hard criticism to make of a game that you don't have content, so we're not going to play your game. We're going to move on to something else. Right. Just, I mean, that's kind of just how games work, anyway. I guess, or maybe so. they just shouldn't worry about it. You know? Yeah, like, it's just like I don't, I can't imagine what you would actually do to solve that. There's no remedy to that other no. than just focusing on making uh, your game. Yeah, they'll come back or they won't, and but, if they don't, like, I, I don't know. I, I just. It's one of those things that I like overall I think streaming's really cool, but every once in a while I kind of think about the like just negative impacts of 
how that affects game development and right. you know what you have to do to to get these people to want to play your games i, I mean the people who play them can be bad can be bad enough about i don't know weird things yeah. and down reviewing games for uh, stupid reasons right. or whatever and the last thing we need is like the influencers on twitch like i don't know just make games it'll like be fine. yeah it's it'll be fine i don't know all right. Uh, next up, let's see. I'm not going to make you do funny voices today, Dylan. Just just tell me what we're doing. I think we're going to ask some questions. Now. I think just a should, couple of just them. a few. There's just there's just there's four. Um, Prime fan wants to know what what are your hopes for GTA Six, Dylan? Like, I think you have some thoughts and feelings about GTA. <laughs> that 6. it happens. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, at this rate, we're just going to get GTA Five. Again, six times. Because <laughs> uh, I think we're at five now. <laughs> I think there's been five releases of GTA Five. So I love that um, idea that GTA Six gets pushed back because a new console comes out and they've got to remaster five right. again. Because <laughs> at this rate, that's what's going to happen. Because uh, I don't think we know anything about it. Um, oh, that's funny. I think it has a an anticipated release of in twenty twenty four. Maybe 2023? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's a long way out. So let's see. GTA yeah. 6 release date is... Well, this is 2021. I don't think that's right. That's not <laughs> correct. Let's um, see. It's going to be a while. I think that's what we're yeah. going to say. It's going to be a while. Um, but to be, I guess, a little bit more serious to what I think the question's getting at, um, I think there have been rumors that we might be going back to Vice City, which would be... I guess that would be my biggest hope, I think. I think that's... That'd be dope. Yeah, like, that's... That's where I would like it to be set. Um, I like that they have a couple different cities that are very different. I mean, the pseudo-New York, pseudo-California, and pseudo, like, Miami are um, kind of... They all are different enough and kind of provide something different. Yeah. Um, so I think it's time to kind of go back to that kind of that kind of atmosphere. Um, I could go whether for or not a- it's a modernized <laughs> or if it might be um, a different time period too. I don't really know. Care either way. I think it would be cool. I could absolutely do like an '80s Miami Vice. Yeah, like that'd be pretty cool, you know. Yeah. It, it it could be good. I'm really, I, I'm really hoping, and this is my one dream with a Grand Theft Auto style game is to be able to drive past a car, and then turn around and still have that car be there. That's yeah, that's a dream I have. Like if I go, oh my gosh, that car is cool, yeah. and it turns a corner, and like I turn a corner that I could actually find that car somewhere else. Like I want, I want it just to be a little more. Real, I think we've just said uh, we'd love to be able to go inside buildings, inside buildings, more buildings, all of the buildings. Yeah. Um, I think, it, I mean, GTA 5 did something really cool with having multiple characters that you were playing. I was just thinking that pretty cool. I don't know if I'd be curious to see if they're gonna do that again. Um, because I don't have an expectation of that, but um, I really liked it, it was pretty cool. Um, obviously, they nailed it. Um, with all the different characters and stories. It's a pretty impressive display of, I don't know, writing and being able to put all that together. Um, But could just as good of a game be made with a single character? Probably. Yeah, no, I absolutely agreed. I, I my spade really he also wants to be on the show that GTA six could be good. Yeah. Um, I I think story is really important. Um, I think GTA Five had such a good story that that, that is really something I I need in a GTA Six. Um, and I would say that um, I also really I would like there were certain there were certain missions in GTA Five that I I was not a huge fan of. Um, and they were some of the kind of like they weren't when I say weirder, I don't mean the the strange like like the the missions where you're like going around with a paparazzi guy, those were fun. But the like the weird ones where you like go hang out with the dude who like 
gets you high and then you have to like kill zombies or clowns or something. I wasn't like a super huge fan of, of those. Yeah. Um, but I also like really needed to complete everything in that game. So right. um, I, I would also hope too that the game's a little more linear is not the right word, but it, it always seemed like I would get to a point where I'm like, what do, what do I do now? Right. Um, what's going on? You know, like, yeah. and it was like, well, just go do some stuff. I'm like, well, I think I've done everything. They're like, well, so it's a new character. I'm like, I think they've all done everything. Um, there were a couple times in the in the progression of of GTA Five where I just felt like I I didn't know what to do next. Um, like it had a really good story, but it was kind of like everything just kind of dried up and got weird. Um, and uh, I think that 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 was that. I would also say like I think one thing that that GTA Six does not need um, is like I thought GTA Five had some just like. Oddly gratuitous nudity, um, and I'm not against that in any way. But it was so yeah. bad; it was so bad, um, like just terrifyingly bad. And, yeah. and I think GTA Six, like the the upside and the downside, is that I would assume the technology will allow it to not be bad, which just right. makes it weird. <laughs> I don't, right. I don't know if I need that. Because um, I mean, like the animations are pretty. Like that game looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. even. Even though it, it, I mean, especially at the time. Like, oh, absolutely! It looked pretty good. It is kind of weird that like someone can have put a couple more polygons in that. Like we all know what we're talking about. Like yeah. Um, the, the yeah but, the the I mean specifically what if you don't? There's a mission where you have to go to a strip club and get a lap dance, right? And like watch for a bouncer. Like you you can you can, there are certain things you can't do in the champagne room, but if you're paying attention. To where the bouncer is, you can do those things, and it was like like not enough polygons, but really high resolution textures. It just mm-hmm. made the entire thing very uncomfortable. I did, I it was yeah. not great. I mean, I guess even to just like simplify this criticism too would be just like if the game just looks a little better, yeah. like it'd be great. Like because GTA has never been the best looking game. Like it's always been. Pr- pretty good at for i think for the time whenever yeah, so it's yeah like, agreed. i think having that cutting edge um would be cool like they've always blown you away with like how big the map is yeah absolutely and, like there's a lot of other things but i don't think the gra- the graphics has never been a 10 out no, of 10 right no or even a nine maybe yeah. um like um so it's like it would be cool to have something that just yeah. looks Absolutely, almost, almost real. Um, Could be good. No, I, I agree. Like better graphics would would certainly certainly not hurt. Certainly not hurt. Uh, all right, next question uh, from Rich. So uh, Rich turned fifty this weekend, and I went to his birthday party. We had a good old fashioned time. Oh, actually, so before we talk about that, um, I, I was going to mention this in in uh, when we talked about games we played. So have you ever been to Top Golf, Dylan? No, but they're building one down the street from me. Oh, when they build it, go, man. It's dope. So if you've never I've been to a Topgolf. It's fun. Yeah, it's super fun. Um, so what Top Golf is, is it's like a giant driving range, but as opposed to like the the driving ranges you're probably used to, um, they're tiered. So like we were on the third level of the driving range and everyone just goes off and hits stuff. And and so like traditionally how Top Golf works is there's these giant like you're not aiming for a hole. There there there's these huge holes. So they're like 40 feet across and they have like different dividers inside them and depending on how far you hit it and wh- where you hit inside those holes um how far away they are you get a different amount of points. So like you know the ones that are super close to you are you know easy to hit but low a number of points and the ones way far away are very difficult to hit but are worth a high number of points and so we we did that it was really fun um but after we finished the first round they're like hey do you want to play angry birds and i'm like huh and the way it works is so all the golf balls there have like a RFID chip in them or something, mm-hmm. right? So as soon as you, you know, as soon Magic. as they come out and hit them, they know exactly where your ball goes. And that's how they can score everything. Um, and so when you're playing in Angry Birds mode, what happens is on the screens behind you, they actually show you an Angry Birds level. Okay. And then you hit the golf ball and the golf ball goes, but it's like AR. So like it's showing you 
what it would be like in front of you. So there's all the holes in the ground so you can kind of judge where everything will be. And then you hit the golf ball. And once you hit it, it like does a calculation, figures out where you hit it, how hard you hit it, you know, directionality and all that stuff. And then you turn around and watch on the screen as the angry bird pulls back and it flings itself at the uh, angry, you know, the piggy castle thing. Um, and then you knock it over based on how you hit your golf ball. Um, and it was ridiculously fun. Like, I mean, just That's absolutely cool. cool. And it was kind of cool, too, because it, it evened out the ability a little bit because you didn't have to hit, be able to hit it super far or super. Mm-hmm. It's not just a golf exercise yeah it was more about like you had to hit it you they had to go at least 30 feet to count or 30 yards maybe to count um but past that it was really more about directionality so like my kid had has never golfed before and actually won one of the angry birds uh levels right uh or not levels but like a level is like three different things you blow up so i guess like a round um because he could hit the golf ball, you know, in the right direction, essentially. Um, and it was really, really, really fun. So if you've got a top golf near you, um, absolutely worth checking out. There's obviously, there's two here in Florida. Um, and then I know they have them in like Phoenix. You know, like has Arizona one. has one. Yeah. yeah. I've been to the one in Phoenix before. And it was really, really nice. Um, there's one in Wisconsin. I think they're kind of scattered all over the place. And I know they're building, like you said, I knew they're building one in, mm-hmm. in Seattle too. And it's great. It's a, like, it's really great for places that have a little more extreme climates because like it was pouring when we were there, but it doesn't matter because you're back underneath, uh, you know, uh, like a, a roof where you can like just hit into the car, rain. Yeah. yeah, it was raining yeah. the entire time we were there. So, it, Brooke says that it really affected her game. Um, yeah. She's it pushed the ball straight to the ground, <laughs> but only only your ball, only her ball. Yeah, no, right. super fun. Um, but anyway, uh, that was long story short to to Rich's two questions. Um, first, what is your favorite Italian food? We went to Bucca di Beppo, which was pretty great. Actually, I haven't been there in a while. It was pretty good. What, what's your favorite Italian food, Dylan? How specific do I need to get here? I don't know. I'd say like nothing beats some fresh pasta. Right? Yeah. Homemade pasta is dope. Like it's so good. Yeah. You can kind of put anything on it. It doesn't really matter because it's good. Yeah. I can get by. Uh, Do do you make your own? I have not, but like my brother's made some. um, Been to restaurants where they like kind of like make it right. Like that was kind of the gimmick where it's like, oh, the pasta is fresh. That's cool. Like you can watch them making it. Um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I also have, like lasagna. I like lasagna. Lasagna is good. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, meatballs on my pasta. Meatballs are good. You know, I, I had my first meatball sub like two months ago. I'd never had a meatball sub before, and uh, the Earl of Sandwich has vegetarian meatball subs and. Oh, I, I love them. They're very it's good. So <laughs> They're very good. I think my favorite Italian food is probably, like, I just like a good fettuccine, to be honest. Um, That's kind of what I'm thinking, too. I, I really like um, uh, the Old Spaghetti Factory, if you've ever been there, has a, a brown butter mazithra pasta that's really good too. i like that too i and make that at home it's, it's really, really easy to make at yeah. home it's really easy to make and <laughs> super it's easy. really super simple and it's really yeah. good yeah so it's uh i just like i i'll be honest though like italian food i like all of it i don't know if i've ever it, had yeah. an italian food i didn't like i mean any combination of noodles and sauce is pretty right. great that's it's, it would be hard for me to pick like what's my yeah what's yeah. my favorite i don't know yeah does pizza count as an italian food I think so. I like it. I like pizza a lot, Dylan. <laughs> I had homemade pizzas this weekend. It was Ooh, very good. I need to. I need to buy a barbecue because I love making barbecued pizza. That's real high on my list of of things that I love. So, uh, and then in uh, along the same vein of of things we did this weekend, he wants to know what is what's the best golf video game, Dylan? What's your favorite golf video game? I definitely like Mario Golf a lot. Yeah, I've never played that. Um, it's real good. It's real good. Wii Golf is also pretty. Wii solid. Golf is top shelf. I've played. Yeah. I I played enough Wii Golf when I first got my Wii that I like hurt my shoulder. Like I actually got like a Wii Golf in, injury right. um, from golfing too much. So Wii Golf is good. Um, shout out to I think the original Links on the Commodore sixty four. Um, 
was was good. I played that. I think that's what it was called. Um, that was a, a, like probably the first golf game I played, and I really enjoyed that. Um, I played that a lot for like someone who was not into golf. Um, I really liked Lynx. It was like one of the one of the few games that at the time like I could play with my dad and my grandpa. We'd all play. You know, Commodore 64 golf yeah. together. So that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, final question from Mansox. He says, what is... Oh, no, actually, he just says, there's no what. He says, asparagus or broccoli? There's no context. I guess you just have to choose yeah. one. What do you think, asparagus or broccoli? I think it's kind of a tough question because I... I would say asparagus, but I only... I like my asparagus to be thin. Oh, interesting. I don't like the really thick asparagus nearly as much. Interesting. Um, I also specifically like to like toss them in olive oil with salt and pepper and then put them on the barbecue yeah. and grill them. Like that, I don't really want to eat it any other way. That is absolutely um, the best way to have asparagus too. Agreed. If it's not prepared that way, I'm probably going to say broccoli. Like prepared anyway. Yeah. Right. I, so I would. I, I eat way more broccoli than I do asparagus, just because like asparagus always seems kind of. Um, like vaguely intimidating. Like I don't, you know, I, I'm not exactly sure what to do with it. Like, do you use the entire thing? Do I have to do anything fancy right. to it? Like, um, I like it when I have it, but I, I don't right. ever make it myself. Um, but yeah, the like throwing it on the grill. I've had that a couple times. That is yeah. real good. Although, man, we had we went to this is a number of months ago now, probably three months ago. We went to there's like a like Lady and the Tramp Italian restaurant at Disneyland. And mm-hmm. I got a side of, I think it was actually broccolini, which I think is just broccoli that's fancy. And it was like, I don't know what they did to it, man. It had some garlic in it. And it was like eating heaven. It was yeah. it was real good. <laughs> so I, I just both, I don't, I don't have to choose, do we? Yeah. I mean, I guess we have to choose. I'd, I'd probably choose broccoli just because it's a little more... I think you can put in a, put it in a bunch of stuff. Like broccoli's very versatile, um, but they're they're both real good. Mm-hmm. Both real good. Another reason I need a barbecue so I can make asparagus. Yeah. All right, cheap free games. Uh, we got two from Epic this week. Uh, one is Rogue Legacy, which is a genealogical rogue light where anyone can be a hero. This game actually is really interesting. So um, every time you die. Um, your child then becomes the hero of the game. Um, mm. So one of your Legacy. kids might be colorblind. Another might be a dwarf with vertigo. <laughs> um, and and like you just have to deal with whatever weird you know whatever whatever genetics throws at you. You just got to deal with it. <laughs> so um, it looks really interesting. I've I've heard about this game before. It sounds kind of fun. Uh, and then the other game is the Vanishing of Ethan Carter. It is a walking sim. Um, it is very, very, very good. I beat that game, oh, three, four years back. It was, it's like shockingly beautiful. It's one of the very first games I played that used, I can't remember what it's called, like photographer-amenity. It's like when they actually take a photo of a rock from a thousand different angles and then model that rock in game and use the photos to mm. make that rock um, just Gorgeous, absolutely beautiful game. Really good story, a lot of fun. Uh, coming to Game Pass this uh, week today, I, I'm, you're going to be so excited, Dylan. Cricket Twenty Two, available on cloud and console. Um, have you ever played cricket? No. Have you ever had anyone um, explain cricket to you? No. I've almost so there's a group of guys that play cricket in Maple Valley at the park. I think this also happens like at Marymore sure. in Redmond. Yeah, it seems, um, it seems a very I've Mary always Moore wanted thing. to kind of walk over and be like, can I just like watch and figure this out? Um, but this game kind of fascinates me because I'd be tempted to download it so I could learn. That you can learn how to play cricket. Right. <laughs> I, uh, in a job I had years and years and years ago, um, I worked with a bunch of folks um, like from India, like literally came over to India to work here with us, a super, like just the best guys. Um, and I like in like cricket's a big deal in India. Um, mm-hmm. and I had them try and explain it to me one time and I'm and like, they just kept explaining. They're like, get it. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> absolutely not. And and then later, uh, you know, a while later we try to teach them the rules of football 
and like trying to explain um uh shoot i, I don't know what it's called uh the scrimmage line of scrimmage yeah. like this invisible line that you can't go over based on who you are like i very quickly realized that it's not that cricket's complicated it's that all sports are complicated if you've never played one before, yeah so. if you're not really <laughs> if it wasn't kind of familiarized you from a young age yeah. yeah but anyway no nah, cricket cricket Play it, man. It's free. Go grab it today. Uh, if the American pastime is more your thing, uh, okay, this is also today, actually. Uh, MLB The Show 22 is out, uh, Cloud and Console. Is that the, is MLB The Show, is that the one that's actually made by Sony? Is that? I can't remember. I think it might be. Yeah, Sony Interactive <laughs> Entertainment. <laughs> I remember when when MLB The Show 21 came out and people were like, ooh. (laughs) But uh, MLB actually, I believe, at least with 21, required them to put it on Game Pass in order to keep the license. So (laughs) there you go. Sony game on Game Pass. uh, Cloud and Console. That'll do it. Available today, April 5th. So if you were listening to this on Thursday, a couple days ago. Uh, Chinatown Detective Agency is coming to console and PC on April 7th. This game, the more I read about it, the more I'm intrigued by it. Um, so this will come out uh, today for everyone who's listening to the podcast on Thursday. Um, it's a cyber noir point and click adventure, um, but it it melds like the game with real life. So in order to like solve things, you're actually gonna have to like Google stuff. Um, like you'll you'll have to yeah. If you don't know how these things work, you're actually gonna have to like use real life. Um, searching and and researching in order to actually play this game it sounds kind of interesting so we will see choose your clients travel around the world and solve dangerous cases using real world research uh dragon age 2 is coming to cloud uh via ea play so you have to have game pass ultimate for that on april 7th uh that's a, that's a little bit older game it's the sequel to dragon's age origins um i don't remember if it's one of the good ones or not I, i've never played any of the dragon's age games so do not know. I hear they're, I hear they're really interesting. I just, I think I only played the first I, one. I couldn't get into the combat. It's like a real time, possible combat. I yeah. just wasn't super into. I hear the yeah, stories I'm are never good been though. A huge fan of it. But. Yeah, I, Dragon Age Three is in production right now. Maybe I'll give that a try when it comes out. Uh, Plants vs Zombies: Garden Warfare is coming to cloud on EA Play uh, April seventh. That's actually really good. It's like a uh, third person. A team shooter, like uh, Overwatch. Yeah, it's like Overwatch, yeah. but with plants. plants so I've played that a bunch with my kids. It's good. Uh, Star Wars Squadrons is coming to cloud on EA Play uh, April 7th. I'm not a huge fan of Squadrons, but um, I know a lot of people are. Like, I know that was uh, Mansox's game of the year for whatever year it came out, 2019, 2020. So... Uh, not my thing, but it could be a lot of people's things, and this way you don't have to download it. Find out. Uh, Life is Strange, True Colors is coming to Cloud Console on PC on April 12th. That is another one of those kind of episodic um, walking sim uh, kind of games. I I don't think I've played True Colors yet, um, but all the rest of them that I've played have been really good. I've never beaten any of the Life is Strange games. Um, I've beaten a lot of individual episodes of them, and I've really enjoyed um, all of them. So that is out on the 12th. Uh, Panzercore 2 is out on PC on April 12th. Uh, just a, a tank strategy game, as I recall. Uh, the Dungeons of Nahulbeck? Does that, does that sound right, Dylan? It sounds close. Yeah, coming to PC April 12th. Uh, it is, I believe, already available on cloud and console, so this is the, the PC release. Um, it's supposed to be pretty fun. It's a lead a team of unlikely and clumsy heroes in an epic and challenging tactical RPG live in an adventure filled with humor, surprises, and silly encounters. I'm not super into tactical RPGs, but I do like silly, so we'll have to have to maybe give that a try. And then Lost in Random is coming to Cloud Console and PC uh, via EA Play on April 14th. Um, this one's supposed to be good. It's a gothic fairy tale inspired action adventure where every citizen's fate is determined by the roll of the dice. Uh, so check that out on April 14th, uh, PlayStation plus, we actually announced these last week, but these actually been confirmed, uh, versus last week where they were just rumored. It is in fact, Slay the Spire. Uh, do you ever, you, you've beat Slay the Spire, haven't you, Dylan? Yes. You have, have slayed, slayed, the slayed the Spire. It's a good game. Very good game. like that a lot. Uh, There's been multiple DLCs added to oh, some of them, I think. Nice. I think. 
like there's more characters to play. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I think so. I, either way, it's a good game regardless. I think? Yeah, I've I've always enjoyed it. I'm not good at it, but I like it a lot. Uh, Hood Outlaws and Legends, and then SpongeBob SquarePants Battle for Bikini Bottom Rehydrated are all PlayStation Plus. Uh, PlayStation Now for uh, this month is Outer Wilds, which is fantastic. That was my game of the year, and Colby's game of the year, I believe, in 2019. Just fantastic game. Uh, WRC 10 FIA World Rally Championship. I would guess that's some sort of off-road driving game, I guess. Uh, Journey to the Savage Planet, another game Colby and I both played. Colby liked it enough that he played it single player and then played it multiplayer with me. Real good game about just like space capitalism. A lot of fun. Uh, and Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. I don't know anything about that, but everyone loves werewolves. So give those a try on PlayStation Now. Apparently people are also like buying... Uh, PlayStation Now, like, you can't subscribe to it anymore, I don't believe, but if you can grab, um, like, the, the redemption cards, you'll be able to redeem those against the new PlayStation subscription service for cheap, so, something to think about. Anyway, Dylan, you have anything else profound to say? I don't think so. That's okay, you don't have to be profound. Like, you've been very pr- profound for the last hour and seven minutes, so... Profoundly napping. Yeah, let's all take a nap. All right, we are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. Thanks to Rich, whose birthday was this week, and uh, keeps that running for us because I sure am not going to do it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Patreon at Patreon.com slash Bite Me Podcast. You can join our Discord and come hang out and chat with us at uh, bitemepodcast.com slash discord and you can join and or donate to our extra life team at bitemepodcast.com slash extra life. Dylan, 